As doctors of what I call proper healthcare, and certainly as chiropractors, our mission is big and bold. Our nation and the world requires leadership when confronting the pandemic of metabolic derangement, which leads to degenerative disease and poor health. Masses of people around the globe will never know what it feels like to have boundless energy, unlimited potential, and true health independence into their senior years. Join me in my quest to bring together the best practices to make you a leader in your community. My question to the entire profession is, if not now, when? If not us, who? Hey, Joe, great to have you here today, Dr. Joe Esposito. Uh, Joe, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of an introduction here, but I think I'm going to need you to brag about yourself a little bit in this uh, intro because there, there's more to you than than meets the eye. And uh, I, I can tell you right now, I don't know it all. So Joe, Dr. Joe Esposito is originally from New Jersey, the great state of New Jersey, but now is full-time in Illinois. And Dr. Joe is a chiropractor with a really unique vision for our profession. And I really want to get dive deep in, into that, Joe, if, if we can. But you've created a company called Align Life, uh, Align Life Chiropractic. It's a, uh, a, a number of clinics around the country that has a, a unified message and a, uh, a philosophy. And I want you to share that and kind of bring bring forth your 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 background, because I know you as a great chiropractor, as somebody with great skills with his hands and has worked a great deal in one of our uh, one of the techniques we, we call in our profession, Gonstead. And you also have this unbelievable background in functional medicine where you really have, and I hate using the term functional medicine, right? We, we like to say functional nutrition, where you and I kind of have a very similar philosophy where we look at somebody's blood chemistry presentation and design a lifestyle that is really going to maximize their nervous system function based on that. So I, I, I'm so glad to have you here because it's rare to find guys like you and I who think so alike. Uh, but you've been able to take not only how we think and make it clinically re relevant to your patients and your practice, but you've been able to expand it to a number of different practices. I believe that's somewhere in the 30 or 40 practice range. So Joe, if, if you could kind of add to uh, what I just said about, about you so people know uh, exactly who, who we're dealing with. Sure. And I appreciate the opportunity, Steve. I, I watched your interview with Dr. Turnpaw and I was excited, pacing, taking notes. I was like, I love this angle because I haven't seen good chiropractors talk about functional nutrition. So I, I just applaud where you're going, what you're doing. Uh, and I loved, I loved the first one. So I hope to, uh, meet those standards today. Um, yeah, so I, um, uh, I was doing, it's funny when you talk about functional medicine, I didn't know what that meant because I was doing uh, genetic testing on squamous cells in the 90s for looking at SNPs for liver dysfunction in a migraine case in 95. And they're like, what? <laughs> I was like, and I heard this med functional medicine, I'm like, oh, I guess that's what I do. I guess it's functional medicine, the nutrition that we do. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's been a clinical journey. I've been obsessed with outcomes to the point uh, a little unhealthy when someone doesn't get better with, I don't care if it's low back pain or cancer, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't an ego thing. It was, I didn't want to let someone down that came to me and gave me their health and said, can you share this with me and protect me and guide me? And if I didn't get the result, I took it really personal. So it wasn't the healthiest journey for me, uh, but it allowed me to use some, uh, academic, uh, passions to dive in and figure out the intricacies of the human body. Uh, and to this day, I'm as fascinated or really more fascinated in the human body than I was 25 years ago. Um, so my journey started, uh, um, I started in the nutrition field with a nutrition background and uh, I was into fitness. I became a bodybuilder. Skinny old me was on stage winning bodybuilding shows. And it intrigued me so much that I could work out for 20 years and then change my diet for three months and make 50 times more <laughs> impact than 20 years of working out. That was beyond me that the human body could have that much of an impact with food. So I saw it, I saw it uh, in physique first, and then I started to see what kind of impact it would make 
and physiology. And it's funny, I was my first patient. My sister was my second uh, who had severe asthma since, uh, since birth and uh, always itching her throat, fatigue, moody, did a food allergy test and had a, had a, uh, a milk allergy. And there was no change. because. And she said, all I'm doing is a little coffee creamer. She took out that little coffee creamer. Her life changed. Her mood, her sleep, her energy, her allergy, the itching, everything's gone. That was like my second case. And from that, those little experiences to the future of working with uh, terminal cancer, morbid obesity, metabolic syndrome, and all the things you and I share, um, I became, in a sense, angry and frustrated that no one knew this stuff. So I'd go to a conference and call my dad and say, no, really, it's an MD on stage saying that that doesn't work. Like, no, he, I read his book. He's a medical doctor. And he's saying, this doesn't work at all. And, and I don't know why no one knows this. And I pace around and call people. And I felt I was in my own movie in this apocalypse of like this unknown data. And it freaked me out for 10 years because I kept learning more that I didn't know and more. And no one knew any of this stuff. So I, you know, I built six practices in my first six years with this work. At the six months in, I was building my second office and my third office. And because the integration of chiropractic with a functional approach to physiology, to me, I don't know of anything in the world in healthcare that has that far reaching of an impact on the planet. I really don't. <laughs> uh, and that much positive impact uh, to human body. So, so that's kind of where my journey came. And then I became an, I was a native business. So I, I, I had my first six clinics and then we uh, decided to, uh, to create a franchise to deliver this message on a larger scale, because I realized this was way bigger than me. I, I couldn't hold this data uh, and I didn't know how to deliver it. All I knew was keep opening clinics and serving people. I didn't know how to deliver. I, I wasn't into podcasts. I didn't understand all the internet. It was like, put up another clinic, teach doctors, put them in, serve people, open another clinic. That's all I knew. Um, and now I've matured in how we can deliver messages doing what we're doing now. And I see the opportunity in our profession as to be phenomenal as to what. Now with Align Life though, you've been able to franchise the message. And that that's what's so impressive to me. There are other franchises out there, but but you can't possibly have the business acumen to run 30, 40 clinics that you own yourself. So you went from one to two to three. You saw that that became a bigger business burden on you. Meantime, you know, you, you have this, this background of, of treating patients. Your, your success came from the patients coming to your office and getting results and the volume dictated that you needed, that there needed to be another clinic and another clinic. And then as you communicated this around the country, because you're, you, you, you started to attract people in our profession who wanted more of what Dr. Joe was doing, you saw an opportunity and said, all right, well, you can do this too. I'll provide you the framework, the structure, but now you, Dr. So-and-so have to take this franchise and, and recreate what I've created. So right there, that to me takes a whole different level of, of understanding, uh, and, and, you know, and, and business. So as good as you were as a clinician, you now had to become, a an administrator, a business person, an investor. I mean, kind of take us through that journey a little bit. Um, I, should I take all the scar tissue and throw it on the table here, or <laughs> fill the room? Um, yeah, it's another craft is is business. Is you have this mission and you want to spread the word, but there's you have to have analytical data. You got to be able to market. You got to be able to communicate to doctors. You got to be able. There's so many levels, and it was. Uh, I thought it'd be a year journey to solidify a process to teach a group of doctors um, how to implement this type of work. But it was a decade, uh, about 10, 12 years of diving into business to another whole level. So from the uh, all my clinics, my apartments, my second home, my everything I've ever had, had to be put in to make this reality. So it was, uh, it was exhausting uh, mentally, 
financially, emotionally, but inspiring and enlightening and freeing at the same time because it allowed me to really be able to say, wow, we can reproduce something in thousand clinics. Like I now see the potential for us to not impact like 10,000 lives, but literally impacts 10, 20 million people by streamlining the deliverable. So we, we, we changed, we built uh, over a, about a, probably about a 400 page manual on how to communicate, how to start a business, how to get a loan, how to communicate, how to set up your computers, run your finances, audit the clinic, learn software, answer the phone. I, you name it. It's a, it's a formula. It's an exact formula. So the formula is in training. The formula is in marketing. The formula is in business. Uh, in every step of it, when you launch a clinic, when you build this clinic, when you scale a clinic, and when you sell a clinic, we teach every single aspect along the way. So it's uh, at the point we're at now, it's, it's uh, ready to start moving forward. Uh, and that's why I love my relationship with you is bringing this functional inspiration to doctors to uh to the group of alignment yeah and and especially you know for those of you who are listening to this at, at a different time this is we're in the middle of the COVID 19 crisis uh and and we're going to talk a little bit about how things are going to change where we were before this where we are during this and where we're going uh and and of course we don't know the future but i think we can project forward uh in in what needs to be done but for the people in who are listening to this who are not uh chiropractors or or, or clinicians you have to realize that when you go Go to let's just say uh, I don't know a, a brain surgeon or an orthopedic surgeon at a hospital. That doctor is fully engaged in being the best surgeon that they can be, and that's all their education, all their research, all the work that they do is to be the best clinician. That's because the industry that they're in, the medical industry has, you know, for every one great brain surgeon, there's probably five or six MBAs, you know, people with a master's in business administration, marketing that doctor's services. So when we use terms like marketing and accounting and, 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 you know, doing all these things that Dr. Joe just mentioned, it's because you have to, you could be the best at something. And if nobody knows you're there, nobody knows you're there. The chiropractic profession does not have the luxury of bringing in the revenue that the medical profession does. So we don't have hospitals fully engaged in the financial success of that doctor. In our profession, the only person fully engaged in the financial success of that doctor is that doctor and <laughs> his family, right? So, so uh, what I love about your company is that it kind of brings that level of, of uh, need, which, which our profession has, because we, we, we don't sell pharmaceuticals. We don't do procedures that bring in tens of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, per, per day, uh, like surgeries, et cetera. But rather, we, we want our doctors to be great doctors. And if there was a business like a hospital or clinic environment, uh, let's just say the Cleveland Clinic, right? So let's just say a line life chiropractic is kind of the Cleveland Clinic of the chiropractic profession, where you now can give a doctor the opportunity to be the best clinician they can be, while all of that other stuff that really takes a long time to learn and and to be a great clinician a great marketer a great businessman is such a rare experience that why pursue it let's take something that's <laughs> dr joe's got the scars right so dr joe knows let's use his scars to our benefit and be able to put forth a, a more cohesive message, but also allow the doctor to just be great at what they do. So Joe, if you could just talk a little bit about what it's like to be a franchisee. Yeah, you make a great point because there's not a lot of surgeons saying upset with themselves saying, damn, I should open a hospital. Like that's not what they're saying. And in our field, it's this rite of passage to literally own a business, and it's caused detriment to the growth of our profession and the success of our profession. About 70% of people should never own a business, and they should feel proud and edified that they're an amazing clinician, that that's okay, and that should be blessed and appreciated in this profession. And unfortunately, it wasn't. I think it's starting to become that way and allow doctors to reach their 
uh, you know, honor their core values and reach ultimate success inside their clinical delivery without having to own this thing called a business. So what we're doing is building the edification of chiropractors, honoring their clinical skills, paying them for their clinical skills, and allowing them to scale. If they don't want to own a franchise, we will support them on that journey. So the, the beauty of that is my personal passion and my personal direction in life and business is finding out how I can honor the core values of my friend, partner, colleague, uh, business associate, where we both win uh, and the patient wins. So when I bring a doctor on, it's do you want to, uh, what do you want? High risk, low risk, uh, more money up front, more money, what do you, whatever you want, I can give you. <laughs> Partnership, ownership, uh, employment, whatever you want to honor whatever they want. And it's an odd conversation because they're like, I don't get it. I said, you have to honor who you are and then we'll get your clinical excellence to shine. If you're a business person, own the business. If you're not, don't own the business uh, and create a piece inside of you so you can deliver the goods, which is the clinical skill. So I, I didn't do this because I love the business. I was innately clinician. So a franchisee, when they come on, you know, we help from uh, the initial lease negotiation to the SBA uh, process, to the build out, everyone, the designer, the x-ray company, the, uh, the table company, they all talk, they all know each other and they put up offices. So you say, yes, you wait two months and we'll light the candle on the desk and give you the key and you're ready to go in a nice streamlined office that's professionally built. And then we take you through training. We train your staff, we train you, um, and we guide you through the process of mastering what comes out of this thing, your mouth, because we're selling an intangible item. You can't see your spine. You can turn around. You can't see it like you can see your teeth when you go to the dentist. You can't take it home to your wife. You can't hold it. Uh, we're selling an intangible item with a high value. And chiropractor has minimized value as our profession. And that's been a detriment to the future of this profession. And it's time we stand up with high value based on high conviction in our communication. And that's, that's really what we deliver. And while we're perfecting that, delivering your heartfelt mission with good communication, we're running analytics and stats and campaigns. We're doing Facebook and social and websites and landing pages and uh, newsletters. And we're doing all that work. Uh, so you don't have to dive into the ever-changing, volatile, confusing world of digital market. Yeah, Joe, I, I got to tell you, in, in this environment that we're in now, where, where chiropractic is a profession that requires people to be, it, it's hands-on, it's brick and mortar. We take pride in the fact that we're still doctors who touch people. Uh, we touch them to, to uh, provide our care, but we also touch them to diagnose. And, you know, the, the art of touching uh, in, in healthcare is, is really being lost. And we are just such, you know, we're, we're so good at it. And, and uh, you know, we do have to recognize that during a crisis like this, where doctors are either seeing, you know, a fraction of their normal volume or they can't practice because their governor has deemed that their, their service is non-essential. To have a company like Align Life there, you know, providing the communication, providing the newsletters, providing the uh, assistance needed to apply for whatever, uh, you know, the, the program is through the SBA, you know, that that's something I think everyone listening to this who's on an island of their own, sitting in practice, having to do all of this on their own, it's kind of attractive to know that if you had a company like Align Life behind you and your practice and your, and, and your career, that a lot of those things would be done in a team approach. Again, nobody wants to be alone on their island. Uh, so, so let's dive a little bit into this current COVID-19 experience because, uh, you know, we there's nothing that has ever happened in my lifetime or in the last hundred years, in my opinion, that has put the metabolic health of people on on a in in the forefront of of life and death 
than what's going on right now. You know, I always say that it, med- medicine has done a great job at dealing with acute care. Like we took care of broken bones and we took care of acute infections and we took care of so many things that are acute. If you have an occluded artery, what they can do to go in there and bypass that artery is is dramatic. But they've utterly failed in chronic illness, uh, the big ones being cancer, heart disease, diabetes, blood pressure, obesity, et cetera. The stuff you and I have been talking about for a long time and motivating people to make changes. Let's, let's just say you're 30 years old and you with, we're telling you, make these changes so you can have a long, healthy life. And the person makes the calculation and says, hmm, I'm 30, 35. If I make these changes, maybe I'll live to 90 instead of 80, you know, who, who, who cares, right? No one can really extrapolate that that far ahead. And now with the statistics coming out of, of the COVID crisis around the world, but really in the U.S., it's, it's shining through, it's the comorbidities that are taking people out. So hypertension, prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, forget full-blown diabetes and heart disease, just metabolic sy- syndrome can kill you. And, and who has the answer to that? Who has the answer to those things? There's no pill. There, there's no pill. There's what we do. And that's where the chiropractor in providing that structural integrity to the spine and nervous system can add a layer on top of that to support all that work with good metabolic health. My argument is, if not us providing that service, then who, you know, and if not now, when, so, so bring me into Align Life's, um, projection in, into the world of nutrition. Uh, I, I, I know you've been really integral in creating formulations of your own based on your experience. You've been able to formulate products that never existed in the marketplace and you formulated them and, and, and provide them to your, to, to your practices and to any practice really that wants to do it. I believe you, uh, the company's name is Asiva. Uh, and if you could bring us up to speed a little bit on that. Sure. Yeah. We, I started formally about 15 now, about 12, 13 years ago. And really it was just a clinical obsession on outcomes because having six clinics and running labs and all of them and looking at data, helping doctors or recommendations and seeing some outcomes using 17, 18 different companies. Try this, try that. And I was a pre and post guy. So I studied, I have pre and post stool analysis, uh, pre and post salivary, pre and post uh, uh, all the CBC or just full chem panels. And I'm just looking at outcome, outcome, outcome. That's what I love about you and Turnpod and your guys' mindset is I'm not that smart. I just know out the outcome of it, what worked and what didn't. And I realized that this, this, this worked, but that, that, and that didn't off 17 different companies. So I started formulating based on my successes inside a clinical, just AB testing. This worked, this didn't, you know, for 25 years. Um, so, you know, I think what you're saying and that the chiropractic profession, we are geared up. We are, we are on stage now. Um, we're out of the soapbox of trying to speak from our living room. Now we're on stage at the Coliseum because people want to hear this message that the society, it's divine intervention that we are where we are. We have to either launch and take this opportunity to create a legacy for the profession or continue to uh, squander back and with a minimalistic thinking uh, and, and stay in the position it's in. So I think whether it be the last epidemic or the opiate crisis, which was a a gift to the chiropractic profession. Um, now we have this other gift, which is immune compromise. If you're not immune compromised, you may not get a fever. You may not even know you have it and you got diagnosed. That's the level or you die. I mean, that's the disparity between these two components. So in the medical world, the concept of prevention is not really quantified. It's early detection is considered prevention. So that's like driving by a house that has cans of gasoline and matches on the floor with a lot of young kids and just driving in circles looking for smoke. Now, no fire yet. Let's go around. Now, no fire yet. Or you're going in there and removing the gasoline from the house and taking the match away from kids. That's prevention. Early detection means we're waiting for disease. 
it's better than the crisis of watching the disease and waiting for the tumor to come out of the shirt, <laughs> you know, but it's still not prevention. The mindset of chiropractic is based on the body's a self-healing organism. And if we can pull that philosophy, which is the hardest thing to teach, and add tactical steps in order to honor prevention, it, it will change healthcare uh, forever. Uh, it really will. I agree. I mean, we, we use the word philosophy in our profession quite a bit because there are underpinnings uh, to our to our profession. Right. There's foundational principles. And I like to use that terminology just because, you know, just foundational principles that are just undeniable. The body is a self-healing, self-regulating system. And anything that would interfere with that would promote disease and then ultimately disease. And, and, you know, seeing this uh, crisis unfold in, in, in our country where the, the chiropractor is in, in such a unique opportunity to communicate. A me- you know, you mentioned before, like driving around looking for smoke. That's what the medical profession is doing. And that, that's not an insult in any way. As a matter of fact, there's fires everywhere. And they don't have the time to get out of the car, clean up the house with the gasoline around it. They have to actually go to fires. And now it's, they're, double, they're doubling down and they're waiting for the next crisis and the next crisis. So now the effort and energy of the medical profession projecting forward from COVID-19 is going to be doubling down on crisis care. So your, your medical doctor who's bright and loving and and has the same intention as anybody else who wants to help others is going to be full-time engaged in putting out fires. They're going to become the firemen of the medical profession. And here we are seeing, quite frankly, the chiropractic profession is seeing two to six percent of the population at, at any given point in time. That has to dramatically increase. Uh, I believe that if we, if it went to 15 percent, Every office would be overwhelmed and there wouldn't be anywhere near enough of us. But if we got to 15 percent, that would be the tipping point. And, and, you know, we would have to see a dramatic change. Great. And I, that's why I team up with a lot of my colleagues in the space of uh, unified clinics. Uh, um, Stu Bernstein, uh, the Health Ricks, uh, other groups that are looking at. And, and it's a unified front. If we could put another 10,000 offices of chiropractic into the world, uh, the, the shift in the, the paradigm of healthcare. We're already on the backside of the pendulum swing, which is we start with, you know, you see that, uh, that cartoon where you're eating roots, nuts, and you're living off the land, and then you're over here on full synthetic life, uh, no understanding of the human body, full drug surgery on every turn, and it's coming back down. It's, it's a midway back the other way. So we're right back on the swing in the middle here. And it's it's going to keep going if we continue to speak into people about the body is designed to be healthy. That's how it's made <laughs> to be healthy. Uh, all we got to do is honor that and know what, what steps we can take. So in Align Life, we have the opportunity. I'm proud of having the distinction of being a full um, integrated office. Integrated not meaning medical integration. A lot of people think that. When I say integrated, it's we check body composition, lab panel, x-ray, and we're looking at objective testing to see, is this, they have an extra 80 pounds of fat on their body. What is that going to do to the spine? Should I ignore that? What is that doing to the, the aromatase and inflammatory uh, adipokines in, the, in the, the tissue causing inflammatory process? Should I ignore that? At some point, academically, I couldn't ignore it. I couldn't keep turning my head. I had to say, okay, I do want to take care of the spine and the integrity of the nervous system, but I got 80 pounds of fat pulling the spine off balance. Like, what do you do with that? I, can't, I couldn't ignore it, so I had to address that. So we created a program that's been approved by the CDC as a pre-diabetic program, one of the only ones in the country. And then we go dive deeper into metabolic syndromes and uh, dysglycemia and looking at wait a minute, if the sugar is off, what is that doing to hormone regulation, causing depression and causing it? And all these people on antidepressants with blood sugar imbalance, they're not even looking at that. That, again, the frustration made me have to go there. And uh, so we keep going down these roads and finding so much we can help with, with simple things like food, supplements, water, exercise, breathing, chiropractic, like simple things making...
Yeah, I agree. And and not only that, but the the you know, one of the arguments used as a cudgel against our profession has been where are the studies, right? Where's the research? And and you and I know that that the research that is that's being discussed is the uh, randomized plus, uh, controlled placebo studies, the RCTs that are so incredibly expensive to do and so unrealistic to to human health. So you can you can understand how an RCT is so important when you're creating a drug. So drugs are inherently dangerous, right? They're they're they kill people, even over the counter drugs kill people. Um, but they also can be quite helpful in a crisis. So we do need an RCT system, a type of research, if we're, get, if we're going to use drugs. Now, you and I don't use drugs, and that's fine. We want the medical profession to have that tool. But the, 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 the premise behind the RCT is that nobody, nothing changes. Leave the lifestyle alone. No variables will be manipulated whatsoever except for this pill. And let's just see what happens. And that's fine. But that doesn't work. That up because my, my true life mission is the research, is uh, large-scale practice-based research. And we published three studies with uh, the ACA RAC in the last four or five years, looking at demographic studies in Cairo, we haven't, we didn't have the, uh, we didn't have the database available to do the higher clinical studies. Uh, I was a partner in uh, Vitalogic Software. Uh, and we have 400 locations and we publish numerous studies. And my goal is to, is to segment the data to publish what can we do in a natural means for all these diseases. So I partnered now with Cairo HD and they have the database available to start segmenting data on all the comorbidities, all the chronic diseases. And we're gearing up to do some pretty big partnerships and publish the largest scale research in the world of chiropractic. That's incredibly exciting. <laughs> it's incredibly exciting. And I'm so glad that you're taking this innate skill you have of, of understanding technology and business uh, and, and, uh, and giving it back to the clinician because this kind of research, this kind of data collection historically has been impossible. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a, a really small scale RCT can cost, you know, $200 million. Uh, we, we just know that our profession doesn't produce that, that kind of revenue. Uh, so, so now doing the data collection and because the, the RCT that I was discussing that, that, that controlled study is not as relevant in our profession because you and I know when you make lifestyle changes, whether it's adding chiropractic care and, and a look, looking at structural integrity of the spine, changing diet, altering sleep, making exercise recommend, now you've altered so many variables that the RCT becomes meaningless. Yeah, you can't do it. So it's got to be large-scale practice-based research where you take 50,000 Alzheimer's patients and you do a customized program to change their metabolic code to create this outcome and then study those 10 years later and say, of those 50,000, look at the outcome, whether it's lab, functionality, cognitive uh, cognitive function, you can look at 50,000 cases. Right now, our studies are six people and it doesn't hold the, uh, the weight. Uh, so large scale based by condition of anything from infertility to uh, diabetes and, and looking at an individual, because you're right, there's too many variables and it's not the one pill cover up a symptom. It's what uh, metabolic defects is this one individual dealing with genetic expression or what should we tone down and turn up, right? And that's individual. So it doesn't work in a human body. It works if you want to just pop a pill to look at a, a subjective, I mean, a, a symptomatic change, but it doesn't really work for long-term outcomes in the natural health world. So we hope to be doing that. And that, that's... Uh, Health Missions is the name of the company, healthmissions.org. Uh, a number of our colleagues are uh, on that board and promoting. That, that, that's really exciting. Uh, it's just exciting news because uh, we, we, you know, we, we recognize that, uh, that technology is making things so much more accessible and cheaper and communication so much uh, more available to people that we can really get this message out there and, and collect this data. And, and, you know, you, you, you said before that COVID-19 is some kind of a gift. 
and I, I, I get it. I understand it. There's a lot of death and, and, and struggle going on right now and economic loss. And, you, you know, we're saying things like it, it's a gift. Well, it's a gift on so many different levels, because even from a, a legal standpoint, I think data collection for us in our practices and and especially a company like Align Life, if it be, goes to, you know, 100, 200, 500, 1,000, 10,000 practices, that that data collection is going to be the source of our research. And what we've seen with COVID-19 because of the, the, the restrictions on privacy, again, we're not interested in giving up our privacy as far as our name and our social security number and anything like that. But being able to collect data uh, from our patients, whether it be body composition, blood pressure, CBC findings, uh, x-ray findings, palpation findings, all of the things that we use to, to, to provide care to our, to our patients, and you now have a database you can draw upon, that's something the chiropractic profession has never had, and it will increase our leverage uh, to, to the public in, in ways we've never seen. And it's interesting, just in our group of about 30 clinics, we have no deaths, no uh, confirmed cases in across the nation. Not one case uh, that's confirmed via lab or n- no uh, overt sicknesses or deaths. And I'm not saying that's because they got adjusted, they'll never get a disease. I'm just saying it's interesting when you look at epidemiological information is a large-scale group across the nation that have zero. <laughs> it's, it, it was just an interesting, uh, interesting stat. Um, so yes, I think now it's like the, the, we're hearing the conversation of the strength of the virus versus the strength of the host. And I just did a video earlier today on Facebook to let everyone know that you're the host. <laughs> like It's the host and the virus. You're hosting the virus, and whoever wins, wins. It's kind of an exciting competition. Are you the winner or does the virus win? The virus is nothing without a host. You wash it off with a bar of ivory soap. It breaks the lipid layer and the genetic material spews out and it's over. It's not a fighter. It can't survive. Get it in your side and the body pierce the uh, pierce through a protein into the cell. Now you got a warrior in there. <laughs> so it doesn't have a lot of value without you. And then it depends on how strong are you. So the beauty of the chiropractic message is we believe in uh, self-healing. The body is able to heal. And that's right along this, this story. A low, low, um, a low mortality, high, um, high, uh, what do you call it? Um, transmissibility. Yeah. It's highly transmissible. It's highly, uh, you know, uh, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, highly transmissible, I guess. Uh, but it's not very dangerous because of the, the numbers, not that a lot of people are dying because it is, it is so uh, transmissible to people. That's why there's a lot of deaths because there's a lot of uh, um, cases of it, right? That's the reason. So it's not like we're minimizing the death. We just realize that it is uh, it is spreading very, very fast. Yeah, and and you know the the uh, classic case, you know that according to evolutionary pressures and principles, uh, a, a virus that's really happy is one that doesn't kill anyone and spreads across the planet and and we all enjoy our life together because without a living host the virus dies so so the the highly transmissible viruses are supposed to be the mildest and the ones that are truly deadly are not transmissible because they kill the host so the Ebola virus yeah the, there were in 1976 there were only 380 cases of Ebola because it killed 80% of the people that that got it. And here you have like this hybrid and the hybrid is because the healthy treat it like a common cold. The unhealthy are devastated. It's has that hybrid quality to we're actually still learning. I, I don't want to speak too soon out of school. Uh, you know, a, a week ago we were having conversations about how the, the cytokine st- storm that occurs in the lungs is the reason why people are dying, and that's certainly true. But now there's even more data coming out about how it, the, the virus can actually enter into the bloodstream, attach itself to a red blood cell, and affect the ability to carry oxygen. And that might be why we're seeing the hypoxia or the, the decrease in oxygen. So we're still learning. We're still learning. with All the information isn't in yet. But coronaviruses are not new to the world. We know what they are. The top four common cold viruses are all coronaviruses. And and I, I, I believe, you know, again, the, the information about 
the health of the host is just going to dominate the statistics in in Italy, seventy-eight uh, percent, and and I, I'm not a hundred percent sure of this, but seventy-eight percent of people over the age of ninety being released from the hospital. I'm sorry, seventy-eight percent of people over the age of ninety who are hospitalized are being released from the hospital. So, so, so what what you're seeing is is this. It's affecting it's it's infecting so many people, but so few people are being harmed by it, but they're being harmed at a level that is overwhelming the healthcare system. And my message to 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 our patients is do you wanna be the person in the next pandemic? Because there's going to be another one. I mean, these things are coming now three times a decade. Um, they're all coming from s- seemingly the same place. And and the next time around, do you want to be that person clogging up in ICU? And and you actually, the, the, da- the data shows us it, you don't have to be that. You don't have to be the person clogging up the, the, the ICU. Um, so, so I think if we... If we um... If we get the exposure that we need in this, the realm of work that we do, like you're saying, in thousands of clinics, it will bring the public to change the medical paradigm because it's now run by the pharmaceutical industry and that pendulum that's swinging, the public are asking questions. So it wasn't that I think they all of a sudden decided in the medical world that vitamin D was something to look at. I think it was through natural circles teaching people that are asking questions, and the research is blatantly obvious that it affects uh, you know, respiratory infection. It actually creates the immune system to be more aggressive in its management of infection, or it makes the immune system paranoid and uh, autoimmune and start attacking its own tissue. That's what a deficiency of just that one nutrient is. So I think we're past the point of laughing and like, oh, really, a vitamin's going to help with this condition? When we look at the impact, and they should be testing in the hospital, zinc, selenium, uh, vitamin D deficiencies, vitamin A deficiencies. Uh, you talked in your other video, uh, you know, glutathione, a knack, and what that does. That should be tested uh, in the hospital so we can look at, wow, this deficiency is having way more impact than this one because I know we have 92% of Americans have some form of deficiency or another, and I, I can't ignore that when we look at these these morbidities, we're saying things like, oh, he was so healthy, the 30-year-old that died. No, he was symptom-free, probably with some pretty significant deficiencies, disallowing his immune system to step up to the plate when it needed to. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's interesting that the numbers out of New York say that basically 80% of the deaths have one or more comorbidity, and the comorbidities are a list of 10. That list of 10 in, in our world is end stage disease, right? So, you know, there's, there's diabetes, there's, uh, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, uh, congestive heart failure, kidney disease, dementia, all of these 10 comorbidities, 80% of the people dying have them, but you and I know there are different comorbidities, right? What about pre-diabetes or what about vitamin A deficiency, vitamin D deficiency, vitamin C deficiency? Nobody's even looking at that. If we were to parse down the other 20% that don't have the comorbidities, I'd be curious to know all of those uh, markers that you and I use, not as a measure of diagnosing disease, but preventing people from expressing optimal health. It's just a different way of looking at the same blood test, the same blood chemistry. Yeah. So I was talking about going upstream in a line life and whatnot is what's upstream. So at the top of the ladder to me, the majority cases besides accident and genetic SNPs and deficiencies, we have deficiencies, toxicities, and subluxations. We have altered nerve function. We have too much toxic impact to the human body, or we have deficiencies. Clear those up before you have the pre-diabetes, the dysglycemias, the metabolic syndromes, because then we get to the final stage, which like you have over heart disease, full blockage on uh, three carotid, I mean three uh, cardiovascular uh, blockage in the heart itself. You know you're at the end stage here is what we're talking about, but there's a step of dysfunction above that, and there's even deficiency, toxicity, and subluxation above that, that we can we can focus on and make this journey a lot more pleasant <laughs> than waiting till you feel all these things. The top is very easy. The other one is stress. Lower stress, better nutrients, cut the toxins, and uh, remove subluxations from the spine. 
and your life uh, quality of life is way better than waiting for dysfunction or overt disease. Yeah. In my, in my practice, and this is just anecdotal, my practice, and I'm sure this is going on across the country, but of course we have a little bit more time in our clinic. So we put out a message saying, Hey, jump on the phone with Dr. G and let's have a conversation about anything you have, any questions you have regarding current events, sitting at home, doing nothing. Is there anything that we can support you with? And we just filled up my schedule with these, these brief phone calls. And, uh, I would say 35, maybe 45% of those phone calls were people saying, thank you so much for the work you've done with me because I feel so uh, well prepared for this crisis. And we had a whole bunch of people who tested positive and did fine. Their, their symptoms were minimal, if any. Uh, and, and, you know, again, from an anecdotal standpoint, I had uh, two couples in their 60s where the the one of the one of the couple was a patient of mine, the other one was not, and they both got uh, the COVID virus. And the one that was my patient just did fine, and the spouse wound up with a hospitalization. Um, and again, I don't say that because I want to instill fear in anyone. And but it, it's just. I'm not surprised and it lends to the work that we do and how, and what I love about you and I and, and the people, the circles we travel in is I'm not going to tell you to do anything I don't do for myself, you know, and that, that, that's a really core principle, um, in, in our profession. Whereas if I were a medical doctor prescribing medication, I don't want to take that stuff, (laughs) you know? That's a good point. That's a great point. And it's simple stuff. When you really look at how to maintain, the body is just so resilient and so adaptable to what we do to it. If you really look at how we handle the human body, we don't treat it very well. Uh, nobody, even us that are healthy and our stress levels and whatnot, I'd say we're, we're better than the average. But just look at what we do to this live being uh, on a day-to-day basis, and it keeps kicking. It's a pretty resilient operation. It doesn't take a lot to bring it to another step of health with the insights you and I have. The deliverable is not, uh, you know, is not what you would do for advanced stage heart disease or cancer, right? A lot easier. So, so Dr. Joe, I want to, I want to, first of all, I want to say that, uh, this has been a great conversation and I think there needs to be multiple conversations. One of the reasons there needs to be multiple conversations is because I need to learn more. (laughs) There's so much that you've gotten involved in that I just have not when it comes to data collection, software, uh, electronic medical records, um, you know, billing strategies you have to make what we do affordable for people. Because, you know, the fact is... Uh, you know, your, your health insurance is not going to pay for your, uh, for your organic grocery bill, right? Uh, yet your organic grocery bill is going to contribute a great deal to your health. And many of the services that we provide in our clinics, some of them are covered by uh, health insurance, as, as, of course, but some of them are not. And, and you have a, just an expertise across all of these fields. So I want to have multiple conversations about data collection, business, marketing, um, you know, formulations that are coming out with your, your Aceva line, as well as how can we get, and, and I want you, you to jump in here on people who are listening to this, how can they communicate with you and your team regarding Align Life and what that could look like for them moving forward? A lot of uh, chiropractic practices are, you know, like any other business, uh, even a successful r- restaurant has narrow margins uh, of profit and and uh, the crisis we're going through that can be a month, two months, three months for a lot of people can put a significant financial strain on really great doctors and great practices. So how can people find your com- company ask some of those questions, maybe have a discovery session with the people at Align Life so they can uh, make a decision about the next steps for themselves and their practice. Yeah, that's a great point because we just started doing, we're going to be doing discovery um, audits with clinics and I'm personally going to do the first 20. So someone's really interested where we look at uh, we look at your billing, we look at your finances, we know your run rate of money, how, how long can you sustain where you're at right now? We'll give you a calculation, show you where you can be. We'll look at debt reduction strategies. We know the average 
uh, rent, payroll, all the different categories where you should be at. We know where you're overspending. We can easily look and give you some advice and some guidance. We have the opportunity for 20 offices to join the Align Life movement where you stay as the clinician, the leader, and then we just come in with the whole back end. We released yesterday our uh, virtual consult program. We have the software, the landing pages. Do, are you on-site or virtual? All those are already built. The, the ads are created, ready to go out tomorrow. The video for training the staff on what the script is, how to convert it, what to do, has all been laid out and sent to uh, the doctors yesterday. Uh, so it's all built for them and ready to go. Our next stage is virtual, um, virtual lunch and learns with corporations via LinkedIn uh, marketing into your community, getting people that are interested and their employees are at home sitting at a coffee table with their neck bent over 52% of Americans. It was 4.5% before this 52 are sitting at a coffee table bent over in massive stress right now. If that's not a market for what we do, I don't know what is. <laughs> so, and their children with us, would you say, and their children. And, and the children, yeah. The children and parents are going crazy. Cortisol's off the roof. They're binge eating because of uh, the stress. Cortisol high, serotonin, dopamine low, and they're using sugar to uh, feed the brain. And they just don't know what's going on. And they're gaining weight and they're more inflamed. <laughs> you know, So those are your ideal clients, 52% of America. It's only 160 million people looking for you right now. So we don't look to create new conversations. We look to get into the conversation people are having right now who need help. So if people are interested in Align Life, you can go to alignlife.com. On the top bar, there's a button that says Franchise. And you could look at the opportunity in detail. And again, the first 20 I'm taken care of in the next 90 days because I feel the pain of what they're going through. I've been through these cycles. Uh, you know, I'm a lover of uh, a profession. So I'm going to bring 20 along the journey to give them some power and comfort uh, getting through this uh, this journey. Um, and it, with Aceva and the formulations, it's aceva.com, looking at formulations that uh, are going to help immune uh, compromised patients to, uh, to lift them up to a more, uh, more resilient immune system. That's incredibly exciting. And, and thank you. That, that's really generous of you to do that. Uh, you know, again, there, these times make up opportunities appear. And, and, you know, if you see an opportunity like, like, like this to have a conversation with, with Dr. Joe, you, you have to jump on it because it really can make the difference between a, a truly successful career and one that is uh, under the pressures and strain of what we're going through right now. So Joe, thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you again real soon. We got a lot to talk about and um, we'll take it from there. Excellent. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. You too. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of chiropractic, medicine, nursing, or any other professional healthcare service, including the giving of chiropractic or medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional chiropractic or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not regard or delay in obtaining chiropractic or medical advice from any chiropractic or medical condition they may have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.